Welcome to the Newman Podcast, an audio blog about my life and my ideas. I'm your host, Spencer. It's August 22nd, 7.44 p.m. And I'm on the walk. Not the walk. I'm on a walk through the woods today. This evening, I should say, because it's not really a day anymore. I think this might work. Oh, there's a run. The sound quality was a little bit rough on the run, but you can still hear my voice if you turn the sound up a little bit, so... If that works, this should work. Although, I will say, the ambient noise in here at night is quite loud. Very nice, though. I should come out here for walks at night more often. Got my headlamps just in case it gets dark, which it almost certainly will. You know, in the next 20 minutes. And I might be out here for 20 minutes. We'll find out. So, I liked how in my collab episode with Jake, I sort of framed episode around a question. And it wasn't a question that I expected to answer. It was a large question. It was a question that I just wanted to talk about. I had to ask it and then seek an answer, but not necessarily expect to find one. And so I think today I'd like to do the same thing. And that question I think today would be is it a good thing to overdo it? Something we talked about in that episode, Jake and I, and I think we probably were of two minds on it. Hey, then. Hi, buddy. <laughs> uh, I think we were of two minds. Two minds on it. I think that Jake still sometimes thinks it's, or maybe he does think it's, it's good to overdo it. I think that a lot of that is probably, um, well, I've been thinking about it for myself, I guess, these last couple of days, because it's a question that I ask myself, too. I don't know if it's good to overdo it or not. I think about... So, in that episode, Jake sort of, I don't think he ever explicitly said it, but we talked about overdoing it in the context of specifically college rowing and overdoing workouts. Um, I wouldn't, perhaps overdoing is an unfair word, but I do think, I do think it's actually pretty accurate. It just might not be very fair. But part of, I think, what Jake was trying to, to grab when he was talking about how he still likes to tap into that college mindset. It's kind of the ability to go above and beyond. And so I'm 
I'm taking that effort, that above and beyond effort. In this case, um, I'm just I'm defining that as overdoing. Because in some ways, that's what it always is. That's what it always takes to go above and beyond is to basically go push past your limit or to overdo it. And then, so I'm just saying overdo it, but you could say push past your limit. You could say go the extra mile. You could probably look up synonyms associated with David Goggins and come to a fairly similar definition as to what I'm using to overdo it for. So the question is, is overdoing it good? I think that for Jake and I both, we occasionally look at overdoing it as a kind of superpower. It's something that we've used in the past to get us out of trouble, probably primarily, but also to accomplish certain things that we might not have otherwise accomplished. I think when Jake says that he's looking for if he still got that it factor, he wants to still see if he can go above and beyond what his physical, mental, psychological, emotional being really believes he's capable of. If he can push for one more mile or another thousand meters or something like that. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, I think it's a, it's a particularly unsexy way to think about it as overdoing it, but that is really what, what you're trying to see if you can force yourself to do. Can I force myself, despite all signs telling me that I should stop to continue? And I think, that is a kind of superpower. You know, you could reframe it if you wanted to in a more positive light as the ability to work really hard. And it can get you out of a lot of trouble. Been doing it for a very long time, not just in rowing or in sport, but if a test is coming up and I haven't been to many of the classes and I haven't done much of the homework, can I study all night long and still get a passing grade? I might classify that as overdoing it to still, you know, get to the finish line, basically. So I'll continue to define my problem here, but I haven't really pointed towards a conclusion yet, necessarily. Not explicitly, anyway, although maybe implicitly you already sort of understand where I'm going with this. Now, I bring it up because today I overdid it at work, not in sport. Just going for a walk right now, not running. And when I was with Jake, we overdid it. On Sunday morning, we went for a six-mile run, which might not sound like that much. And to a couple of fairly seasoned athletes, it really isn't, it really isn't that much on any normal day. However... What I'm leaving out up to this point is that the evening before, we were out drinking until 2 a.m. with close friends of ours, which was a lot of fun. No regrets there, but 
we were out drinking till 2 a.m. And we got up at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. maybe, to get ready for this run. Um, so, you know, needless to say, we got four or five hours of sleep maximum. We both had, uh, you know, we, we didn't get you know, crazy the night before, but we'd had quite a few beverages. I'd had two cigarettes. I think Jake had as well. And so, physically, were we in an ideal state to go for a run? Uh, most definitely not. That's just factual. That's objective. Um, now, were we capable of pushing ourselves through a run because we wanted to spend time with each other because we wanted to get an exercise because we thought maybe if we completed the run, we'd feel a little better? Absolutely. You know, we weren't in dire states. We could still do a run. And I had planned when I had thought about how we were going to go for a run and where we were going to go. I said, ah. All right, well, we'll go run along the Schuylkill River. It'd be really, really nice. It's a beautiful day. We'll go park up the St. Joe's Boathouse, and we'll run down to the boathouses, like Boathouse Row, and back. It'd be about four miles. Round about. But as we're running, um, you know, we're having a good time, and I think we get a little carried away, as we tend to do. Um, and... uh <laughs> I don't know where the idea comes from, but I decided, oh, well, you know, maybe it would be an even better run if we ran up the Philadelphia Art Museum steps and back. And that might be hmm, six miles or so. And as soon as I have that thought, I make the decision that that's what we're going to do. I tell Jake about it. And he's like, yeah, of course, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, we get a little ride. We get a little uh, kick out of the fact that, you know, despite the fact that we've gotten four hours of sleep and been drinking the night before and are uh, measurably dehydrated probably at that point, that we're going to go and make it six, six, six and a half, who knows what, miles, um, because, because we measure our self-worth on our ability to overdo it. I think that's where I'm trying to go with this is it struck me in that moment. And I told, I told Jake about it. I said, Jake, is it, is it actually good that we do this? Do we need to find this, this level of above and beyond this overdoing it to think we still have it? Or is it the opposite? Do we actually need to stop doing this? Stop overdoing it. Stop reinforcing this behavior that tells us that overdoing it is somehow going to give us more gain. Because I think that in our heads, both of us, I know because it was my idea, it's not just Jake, it was my idea to go the extra two miles. The extra two miles that I had no business going because what I didn't tell you is that I hadn't been running for the last few weeks, so not only was I not physically prepared in the last 24 hours, I hadn't, I hadn't really trained much at all in the last couple of weeks. And that's not to say that that doesn't mean I can't run six miles. I still can, but the physical toll it's going to take on me, especially compounded by the fact that I've been drinking the night before, 
And Jake hadn't been running very much either because he's had an injury. So what I'm trying to say is there's a certain amount of arrogance that went, or, that went along with our decision to do another two miles. Yeah, maybe arrogance isn't the right word for it, but hubris, I guess. We just kind of, I think we tend to think to ourselves, like, this is what makes me strong. This is what makes me valuable. This is what gives me an edge. I think that's what it is in my mind. That's, that sometimes feels like my edge. My edge is my ability. That's what Jake talked about it at length, really, during our podcast. He said that the thing that he's good at is working really hard. And I pushed back on him a little bit, although not as much as I probably should have. And I pushed back and I said, Jake, you're also really good with people. I think I didn't say all this, but I could say it now. I think that his edge, really, call it an edge, you want to call it what he's good at, you want to call I do think, look, I think both of us can go, can work really hard, can go above and beyond, are capable of overdoing it. Maybe are even, uh, we find it uh, invigorating to, to overdo it sometimes. I don't know if that's our edge. I actually think that that might be a vice of ours disguised as our edge. Because what I talked about, kind of a realization that I came to when we were recording that tandem episode, that collab, um, was that well, what, I, what I was pushing back on with Jake is that he was basically saying he looks back at his college rowing days as an example of his ability to work really hard. And looks for that, looks to that as um, inspiration, I suppose, in his current life to continue working really hard. And what I said was, Jake, I think you, what I basically said, maybe without stating it this explicitly, which I probably shouldn't have, is that Jake, I think you work harder now than you worked in college. And I think that you find more success. And so I... I think that there is something that we are seeking to find from those college years, but I don't think that hard work is necessarily it. I think that we we used hard work, don't get me wrong. We found ways to take advantage of our, our willingness and our ability to use hard work to get to the finish line of, of finish lines that we maybe had no business getting to. But I don't think that hard work really accomplished very much for us. If I'm being honest, if I think about it now, I mean, it It did enough to make it okay, but that was most certainly not enough to, to get us the kind of results that we were looking for, the kind of results that we probably could have gotten had we done, had we done the kinds of things right that we should actually be focusing on. Hard work is a good way to get yourself out of a pinch, but I really do think there's something to be said for work smarter, not harder, which is to say, like, that's a a real limit to what hard work alone is going to get you. And in fact, I think beyond a certain point, more hard work really just results in diminishing returns. And it's a, it's a conclusion that Jake and I reached 
after about mile three, when we both realized we were getting pretty, uh, pretty significantly dehydrated, we were very tired and we were sleep deprived and that this run was going to be very challenging for us at the very least. Um, mostly because of that. Now, of course, we ended up deciding to push through, but one of the questions that I asked while we were, while we were doing that run was, you know, should we really be glorifying this in the way that we did, we tend to do? As, as people who are capable of working hard, is it our responsibility to keep reinforcing that fact to ourselves? Or is it our responsibility to actually back off that ledge as often as we can remember to and say, Spencer, Jake, you don't need to run six miles today. Four miles is plenty. Four miles is what you planned on. Four miles will more than accomplish what you're looking to accomplish from this day. You'll get to have your fun experience with your friends. You'll get a good workout in. You'll probably feel a little better. You don't need to go the full six miles. And in fact, six miles is probably going to be past the point of diminishing returns for you. It's more than likely that you're actually not physically capable right now, given the state of your training over the last couple of weeks and your decisions over the last 24 hours. We're not physically capable of running six miles and recovering from that effort in a productive way. And you know what? Surprise, surprise, uh, the logical mind won out. And I did feel physically pretty, pretty miserable for the rest of that Sunday and even a little bit into this morning. Or excuse me, not this morning, this is Tuesday, but into Monday morning. I was still feeling physically quite a little bit beat down from the weekend. So that was quite a story there. But let me throw one more at you. One more at me, I suppose. And that's this morning. I, um, well, this whole day I did the same thing. I have a big project that is due on Thursday. It's not really due, but we've told people we're going to deliver it on Thursday. And I've been working on this project for months. And it's going really well. But I think both my boss and I want to make sure that it's perfect for our kind of launch date. And so I have a lot of work that I have to do over the next two days. And Court's been gone for a few days, so I've been doing some work from home days and taking care of the boys. And so I haven't been getting much work done. I've been feeling a little guilty about that. And really, um, well, I guess I decided this morning that I was going to try to work really hard slash overdo it to um, to make up for that. I was going to use my superpower, right? I was hoping that if I just put some grind in today that I could get through enough of it to where I could kind of catch back up and not have to overextend myself over the next few days. But Well... I'm sure uh, the conclusion won't surprise you at this point, but I got to the office fairly early. I started working immediately. 
I completely locked in. I forgot to take any breaks. I didn't take a lunch break. I really barely removed my eyes from my monitor until 6 p.m. And when I got, and about three hours before 6 p.m., around 3 p.m., I started to realize that just like on that run, just, you know, around mile three, mile four, I started to realize this is not, this doesn't seem that good. Like my body is, uh, I'm, I'm running out of good ideas here. I'm really having to push to stay on this monitor. I'm, uh, I'm kind of burning out here a little bit. I'm not feeling very, like my anxiety is kind of creeping up a little bit. I'm doing these kind of like weird things like stress listening to podcasts, but not actually listening to them, just having them as background noise to kind of calm me down. But of course I plowed through that because it's my superpower, right? It's the thing that's going to get me to the finish line. It's the thing that's going to get me the promotion in the spring. And you know, maybe it will, but it would cost, right? So I keep working and keep working and all of a sudden it's 6 p.m. and no one else is in the office. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I should stop now. And 6 p.m., again, like, like 6 miles, 6 p.m. might sound, sound like that late of a day. But I was really in deep work, total focus mode from, oh, I don't know, for, for roughly 10 hours, 9, 10 hours, 100% locked in, no breaks aside from going pee really quickly. Um, you know, that's insane if I think about it. Can't do anything for 10 hours. Shouldn't do anything for 10 hours. And did I get through most of the project? Sure, I made some good progress, but I came home and I was fucked up. I was fucking wrecked. I was like, my anxiety was coming back. I felt stressed. I felt angry and anxious and I don't know, just upset, like not in a good mood, not at all. Came back, you know, Courtney just come back, but the dogs were bothering me. It was too noisy. There was too much mess. Everything was just scratching me the wrong way. Thankfully, because I've got a little bit of self-awareness now, I was able to sit down, calm down, start writing in my journal. I decided... Let me do something I don't normally do. Let me ask Courtney for a hug. Let me ask her to make me something for dinner that's, like, comforting. And all of a sudden, I started to come back to Earth. Um, and, you know, thank God for that, because sometimes those those episodes, I don't come back from them so quickly. And I can be a very negative person. Um, but I think what it reinforced today, so I have kind of a physical and a mental psychological example of Two episodes or two, 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 um, two anecdotes, two moments where I, you know, seriously overdid it for no other reason than just like my own anxiety about kind of my self worth and, and my, and also my, my, my belief, my false belief that overdoing it was going to lead to a better result. Um, and I think that in both cases, what I found after the fact, with what the results, with the conclusion that I should actually draw from that is, that it really doesn't. That like, 
Yes, maybe the ability to work hard and persevere is a superpower of a kind, but that doesn't mean that that's what you should use. That's what you should rely on every day. It's uh, I just, I mean, it's like a turbo, right? You don't use the turbo to go to the gas station. You don't use the turbo. Use the turbo in dire cases when, like, you have when your back's up against the wall. My back is not up against the wall on a random Sunday with my best friend going for a run. My back wasn't up against the wall today. I just had some work I had to get through. I didn't need to didn't need to go insane like that. Like I wasn't about to lose my job. Um I wasn't you know the, the deadline for the project wasn't even up yet. I just kind of let myself get carried away because I thought that getting carried away was in some kind of way going to going to increase my value. And I just think that that's total bullshit and really stupid, actually, the more I think about it. And I want to draw a quick line back to something that I've talked about a few episodes ago, but uh, a conversation that I had with a good friend Kyle of mine back in Jacksonville. We were talking about exercise at the time, but I essentially said, You know, it's easy for me to forget, I think, for a lot of people that exercise or work or effort is not actually how you improve. It's not what grows muscle. It's not what what grows you. It's not what improves you. It's what breaks you down, actually. I'm not saying that breaking you down isn't important. It's important to be broken down so that you can grow back. But it's not, you know... Continuously doing things in the uh, with, with with the mindset that it's going to make you stronger. It's not what makes you stronger. It's actually rest and recovery that ultimately build back those muscles and make you stronger, so that you can go back, tear them down again, and build them back up again. But the fallacy is in believing that the thing that's making you stronger is continuing to just grind your forehead against the wall. The truth is the thing that makes you stronger is a little bit of grinding your your forehead against the wall, but then plenty also of recovering and letting that forehead heal, callous over, and become tougher. So I think the lesson for me today, the answer to this question, is it good to overdo it, is Really, I think a resounding no. I think it's just, it's, it's a thing. You can do it. You can overdo it to get yourself through a tough spot. But I think for the most part, unless you're binge drinking on a weekday and you've got to get to practice in the morning and finish the workout otherwise, the coach is going to seriously consider kicking you off the team. You probably don't need to push through. In fact, if you didn't set your, if you didn't five P's, proper preparation prevents piss, piss poor performance. You probably have no business. You probably don't deserve that workout. If you want to talk about a mindset change? Let's talk about thinking about getting to the finish line of a workout as being something that you have to earn. You know, getting a really good result 
on a project, finishing that project, turning it in as being something that you have to earn by first recovering well enough, taking care of yourself well enough that you get to have that finish line. You get to have that completed paper, or completed assignment, or finished slide deck, or dashboard, or fucking presentation that you give, or whatever. What I'm trying to say is, I think that the emphasis should be on the quality of one's work, not just our ability to output more and more quantity. Just because I can doesn't necessarily mean I should today. I did that work fine, but at what cost? Did I need to do that? Did that set me up for a good day tomorrow? Did that set me up for a good week? Did that make me a better husband? Did that make me a better employee? I kind of doubt it. So, turn things around, get this mood back on track. I think that uh, my lesson for today, my answer to the question is, Work smarter, not harder. No reason to overdo it unless you absolutely have to. Earn that good result by preparing for it the right way. And that's what I got on my mind today. Mama found a mattress underneath my bed And she like, where the weed, boy? Where the sickle bed's at? Uh-uh, uh-uh Mama, you don't understand The block lit a fire underneath it, little man I'm a grown up on boom bap, quick check, then bop, stay wop, drop me, Tennessee, foot pop, wood rock, fresh stone, skip bowl, stay home, lay low, say I'm closet like Draco, I borrowed shadows, it's a long, the neighborhood drew me a rainbow, I borrowed shadows, it's a long.